Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Empowered Hour with Empowered Living Inc. It's your girl, Athena, and... Renata, how are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Oh. What happened to you? What was that? <laughs> anyway, hi, Renata. Don't start. Do that start. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, you came in like a wrecking ball. I don't know what that was. But anyway, yeah, hey, girl, how you doing? It's a good idea, but all right. Yeah. It made this weird sound. I don't know what that was, but I don't know. Um, mm. Must have been when you unmuted yourself for a hot second. But anyway, hey, girl, how you doing? <laughs> Still congested, but I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to find you like an extra strength neti pot or one of them little baby sucker thingies they do newborns like to do at home. Cause that's a little bit much because I need your nose to get right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I went to the doctor. We have a plan. The benefit is working a little bit. Uh, I cannot blow my nose, so a Medipop would be a waste of time. So. Mm. Well, can, or, or you need to get your mom to blow in your mouth like they used to do the babies. Like, she, she can push Ma'am, oh. I am 40. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. You have been congested for so long. I'm, I'm starting to think it's part of your identity at this point, man. It's like, I feel for you. And sometimes it sounds like it hurts. It doesn't hurt. I've been congested since mid-April. So, but it is what it is. Exactly. I, I feel like I want to help. I want to help you. I don't know how to help you, but I want to help you. So, Whatever your plan is, if it means you can't have no dairy and you can't go outside, I'm going to put you in a – I'll help make a bubble since I got a sewing machine, uh, I, some duct tape. I'm pretty sure I can help you make a bubble for yourself. I'm, I'm almost there. Um, it's okay. It's a nice ventilation. <laughs> I'm going to get your ventilator, sister. Okay, I'm going to quit. Just pray and ask the good yeah. Lord to heal so that we don't have to do step two and three. In the name of Jesus, all (laughs) listeners, please, please touch and agree that Renata's congested nose, face, all that will be cleared. Uh, The the first plan, plan A, plan A. We like plan A. World plan, but, world plan B. World plan B. Oh, I'm sorry. Plan B. We hope that plan <laughs> B, we're going to touch and agree that plan B works because it's been so long, and I feel so sorry for my buddy here. I'm giving you an air hug, I think. Yeah, air hug. Yeah. <laughs> well, well since I'm, about uh, me and my congestion. <laughs> <laughs> since I've talked about you way too much, Lady J, tell the listeners how they can tune in and listen normally, and I'll give Renata a break for a hot second. If this is your first time tuning into the show or to JQLM Radio and you would like to share with your family, friends, and followers on all the different ways that they can tune in, be sure to tell them to download the JQLM Radio app on their Apple or Android devices. You can also listen live to JQLM Radio 24-7, 365 via Amazon Alexa, TuneIn app, the Stream and Simple Radio app, and a host of other platforms of which you can find located on our website where you can also listen live at egoentertainmentnet.com. 
Also, don't forget to follow, like, and share us. We do follow back. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at JQLM Radio. You can also connect with Ego Entertainment Network at EgoEntNet. That's E-G-O-E-N-T-N-E-T on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter also. Also, connect with us on LinkedIn at Ego Entertainment Network. And don't forget to subscribe, like, and share our YouTube channel, Ego TV Network at youtube.com forward slash Ego TV Network. Now that I've gotten over your congestion, um, <laughs> we should bring on our special guest today. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I can't get myself together. I'm sorry. I need to start talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel so bad for you. But anyway, today we have a special guest on with us today, Miss Shelby. But um, I will let Shelby introduce herself because she has a long list of lovely things that she does. So, hey, Shelby, how you doing? Hey, ladies. Thank you for having me. I'm doing welcome, well. Welcome. We're doing good besides somebody being congested. But, um. <laughs> let me leave. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I want you to live free and, and breathe is great. But anyway, Shelby, please tell people all about you. Tell, just give them, well, give them a little snippet because I'm going to give you a couple opportunities to tell people how they can uh, follow you, how they can be a part of anything that you're a part of. But go ahead. Tell the people how, how great and wonderful you are. Certainly. Thank you. Uh, hey, everyone. As mentioned, my name is Shelby Ambalia. I am the founder and creator of Misconceptions, and we're a platform dedicated to women dismantling the misconceptions set by society. Um, so I'll give that snippet, and then as we progress through the conversation, I'll give a bit more. Awesome. So and, and today's... Oh, go ahead, Renata. Go ahead. I'm going to let you talk. Oh, I was just going to say, we got the opportunity to meet Shelby. Uh, we were in, a, I guess, a cohort together. It's been, what, three years, two years? How long has it been, ladies? I think so. Time flies. Wow. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it. Man. So, yeah, so we got to be her and all the amazing things that she does. And like she said, she just gave you a step that she does a thousand and six other things, but <laughs> we'll start with that. <laughs> So go ahead, Athena, with what you were about to say. Well, I was going to say, this. Uh, the reason why we have lovely Shelby on today is because we're going to talk about womanhood. And because this is a topic that all three of us uh, kind of know something about, because, you know, we're ladies. Um, we wanted to tackle this because, one, um, it's June, it's summer, and a lot of us ladies are, are starting to uh, – come out and embrace ourselves as having this nice summer body. Some of us, like myself, have uh, been trying to change my summer body for a while but got lazy about it. So now that we're emerging into a new um, season, uh, just talking about what it is to be a woman. So I guess we could kick off the show by asking, ladies, what is your definition of womanhood? That's a good question. Shelby, I'm going to let you go first, because you are a kid. 
Okay. <laughs> that is a great question. Um, it's, I would say it's a very broad, um, a broad statement because as women, we are, we can't just be categorized um, in just a minute category. I think we hold so many um, responsibility and roles, which doesn't necessarily make us the woman that we are, but that, but it is a part of us. Um, so womanhood to me would just be um, living in your feminine integrity, uh, embracing who you are completely, uh, loving yourself and allowing yourself to be able to set and recognize boundaries in life. So that would be what womanhood means to me. What about you, ladies? I would say for me, um, sure, I would say for me it's all the above. Um, It's for me it's definitely a personal walk because now that we're entering into Pride Month, uh, there's been a lot of talk about uh, transgender and how they feel about their uh, version of womanhood and then there are other people who say, you know, you're not a natural born woman so you should not blah, 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 and it's all about your personal walk, your personal uh, feelings. So I definitely agree with Shelby. For me, womanhood is being enough for myself, but also being willing to give a little bit more to someone else. Because as women, we give so much to other people, sometimes more than we actually realize, and um, often leave a lot less for ourselves. And so because I'm starting to learn that about me, learn that I need to start taking care of me, putting me on a pedestal, that part of my womanhood, um, of course, is evolving as I get older. But right now my stage of womanhood is definitely putting me first and putting me on a pedestal um, and stop, you know, hiding myself. Because, again, I tried to change this summer body a couple times, and this summer body is like, girl, listen, and we are becoming one with ourselves and being okay with how I am now, but also being a healthy version of me because, you know, being a woman, we, we know we gain a little weight. Uh, we put it on, especially when we have children. It's sometimes harder to get it off the older we get. And so just embracing me, embracing myself, being fully feminine and enjoying all of me and making other people realize you're not going to demean me. So that's kind of where I'm at in my womanhood stage at the moment. I'm snapping. I guess <laughs> so I will say ditto. Uh, I guess what I would add to that is I think it has looked different in different parts of my life. Uh, and I think depending on what area of my life, it's going to look different. So when I say that, I mean, like, spiritually, it may look different than how it looks physically, sexually, emotionally, mentally. Um, I think growing up, uh, which I feel like a lot of people talk about this whole idea of being this strong woman, um, I grew up with a family where uh, I feel like we were very much taught to uh, be strong and make sure that 
we're very independent and all those things. And that's not a bad thing, but being strong is exhausting. So I feel like I'm at a place now where I'm trying to, <laughs> to reevaluate what strength looks like. And it doesn't have to look like me being a superwoman. It can look like me being tired and being vulnerable and all those other things. So. Definitely. Well, if I can interject, if I can interject, I I love that, yeah. Renata, and I think like that's something we should address too. What does superwoman? What does that even mean? And why do we carry it so heavy as women? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Well, I take that back. I think it's. I don't think there's a a, a easy answer. I think. Because all three of us are, are, are black women, I think for some of us it's culturally we've had to. And I think that we are, on some levels, I think we're in a generation where there are a lot of things that we don't have to deal with that our our parents, grandparents, so on and so forth had to deal with. Uh, so we, we do have the luxury of, you know, like, not to say the racism is gone, like, let's just be real. But I think it looks a lot different than what our parents had to go through with. We have more opportunities. We have access to things that they may not have had. So I think some of that came out of necessity. And then I think it became a generational curse. And then I think it just became a habit. And now I think there are a lot of individuals trying to shift that. But I feel like it looks clunky. Like I, I often say our generation, our 80s babies, we're in an interesting spot because we're like, we know what it's like with our, in our parents' time, and we know what it's like having technology. So we were like at the start of a lot of stuff. And I feel like we're trying to sort through things and sort, figure out things. And I think that's why it looks so clunky. And that's, I think we're getting there, but I think it's going to take some time to get rid of this whole be a strong Roman trope. Yeah. I can say for me, I know that the superwoman complex came from my – totally came from my upbringing because it was, um, I saw my grandmother doing a lot, um, taking care of everything. And even though I was the younger uh, of the, the clan, I had a lot of older people around me because my grandmother, by the time I was born, was in her uh, 60s, I believe, um, or she was about to be 60, which um my mother is, or my birther, as I call her, Shelby, I'll tell you about that later. But anyway, she, when she was born, she was the baby of the bunch. And so by the time she was uh, older, her older sisters were so much older than her. And um, by when I came, all I saw was my grandmother taking care of other people, taking care of the household. You know, my granddaddy was over here doing this, she was always picking up the slack and always doing it. So it literally was all that I saw it was somebody who literally was carrying the weight on her five foot frame at the time. So for me, it became the same thing. I learned how to do certain things because I knew that I had to. Like I knew I had to put stuff together because that was my job. Like I had to learn how to put things together at a young age. I had to learn how to cook for myself, learn how to do my own hair, you know, things of that nature because somebody was always out trying to make all the money and they try to bring it back and 
So a lot of times I was a latchkey kid. I was home by myself doing things because people were working. So I literally learned how to be superwoman by my upbringing. Now that I've gotten older um, and I've realized that I can't carry it um, or I shouldn't carry it, I don't want to carry it, um, it's it's just not something that I'm trying to do anymore because those who listen to the show, they know that for years I took, after my grandmother took care of me for so long, I had to shift to take care of her. And I was taking care of her from age 11 until she passed away, and I was, what, 38? Um, 30, or going to be 38? Um, some, somewhere in there. But anyway, it was a long time when you taking care of somebody else. So for me, being a superwoman, having to balance a child, balance a, my grandmother, balance my work responsibilities, trying to be a good business partner, me being superwoman just came natural. But then now since that one weight has been lifted from me, I've realized that I don't want to be superwoman no more. I want to be taken care of. I want to be the one uh, doing less. So I'm starting to, to, to embrace that more. I love that. I love that. Both of you made, like, some really, really great points. And um, I have to agree, I think, a lot of what was said, I think the upbringing, it plays a huge part um, for me. <clears throat> I I watched my mom, you know, raise us, um, three young ladies by herself, doing the best that she could, uh, and just always reminding us to, you know, respect those around us and, and love those around us no matter what because um, who knows, they may be doing the very best that they can. Um, but I watched her and she she did a darn good job. Um, I will say that uh, God rest her soul. She she raised us. Um, she provided for us. There were times I would watch her, you know, um, that sacrifice of and it's cliche because you hear people say it all like say it all the time, but you like never realize that you actually lived it. But there were times where my mom would not eat and we would eat. Um, just because she didn't have a lot to provide for us. But, again, we we never went without a, a roof over our head, clothes on our back, or shoes on our feet, um, whatever that may have looked like. And I appreciated that. And so um, I think uh, earlier on, so being married, um, in the beginning of our marriage, I felt as though, you know, I had to have my own back. Like, no matter what, I had this wall up, this restriction up that said that, you know, no matter what, I know that society can fail me, um, and so I won't allow uh, the one, somebody to get so close to me to allow that um, access where they can actually fail me. And so there was a lot of tension um, within uh, my marriage for when we first started out, um, and it was because it was like, it was that cape <laughs> that I was wearing that said I had to I had to do it all. Um I I got this, I got us, what have you. And that partnership wasn't familiar with me because my my dad wasn't in my life um growing up. And so that was another um uh like thing on my conscience, so to speak, because it was like, well if my dad couldn't love me enough to stay there is no guarantee that you are going to love me enough to stay. So that was another, like, preconceived notion that I had where it, I had to be independent. I had to depend on me. 
And um, after a while, like, and then having children, that becomes so <laughs> exhausting. So similar to what you said, of being like, I hanging up my cape. Like, you know, there are times where it might be like, oh, I need it back. But now it's like, no, I'm not. I don't want to be that woman. I want to be able to step into um, my feminine characteristics. I want to be able to love in the way that I need to and receive love the way that I need to and let go of the fact that generationally uh, it has been that we are uh, – it's it's not taught, but it, it, it's, well, it's subconsciously taught that we have to be this woman and we have to stand 10 toes down by ourselves because I don't think that now I don't, as, a, as a woman in the place and the space that I am and similar to what Renata was saying at different levels in my life, I've been a different woman and womanhood has been different for me. But where I am now, I can totally say that I, I don't want the cape. <laughs> I don't want it. Um, <laughs> now, if I have to pick it back up, I'll pick it back up. But I don't want it because it's for me. I don't. I don't want to have to be that strong woman um, and carry the weight of the world on my shoulders because then that doesn't allow me to live the life that I've been granted by God. So that's really um, like similar to y'all. Like you said, that whole superwoman thing. I. I, I don't want it. <laughs> okay. Hey, look, look. You talking about snapping for me? Snap. Can you hear my, my my fingers are so. Liquid lotion right now. I can't even snap properly. Hey, gun it. <laughs> On that note, we're gonna take a quick commercial break because I don't want to stop this momentum. So we're gonna keep keep this commercial like real short. But we'll be right back with more talk of womanhood. So stay tuned. Are there areas in your life that need healing? Consider Empower Living Inc. We are a therapeutic practice that meets the clients where they are. Call us at 317-969-5694 or visit us at www.empoweredlivinginc.net to see a list of the services we offer. Empowered Living Inc., a holistic approach to a better you. Y'all, I don't, I don't think y'all understand, like, how good it is to be on this platform and to talk to women who are actually we we don't realize how much we have in common until we start talking about it but then also to realize how much um women can actually get along because i tell you when i was younger i was the opposite i didn't get along with very many females i don't know what it was um could have been my personality as a child because i was a child who knows but i steered away from females and i don't know if that was because of uh of past history or what but the older I get, the more I realize that females are really cool, you know, because I grew up having a lot of male friends. I still have a few male. Oh, I have. I think I have an equally uh, ratioed friendship to men versus women, even now as an adult. But when I was a kid, oh, my gosh, I had, like, way more male friends than I had female friends and or even associates or people I even kicked it with on a daily basis, like, I would hang out with the guys. So much so people thought I was a lesbian because I dressed boyish. I um, hung out with mostly guys, and I was just friendly with mostly guys. But now that I'm getting older, I'm embracing the fact that I can actually be cool with females. So I appreciate y'all for letting me be cool with y'all 
um, and embracing me and my newness of uh, being friends with women. <laughs> I don't know why I, I had such a <laughs> discord to women when I was younger. I think, well, I know one reason why, because I got burned a lot by female friends, but or people who I thought were my friends, let me say that. But now that I'm older, I realize that you can only let you can only let things happen to you as much as you allow them. So, and I allow people to stay in my life way too long when I was younger. So, thank you, ladies, for being positive women in my circle. I appreciate you so much. Um, <laughs> but back to the show. Um, so, ladies, do well, you I feel have, like I have a question? They saw that a thing before you do more real quick. So, because I, okay, like I hear that a lot. I hear a lot from women who said, I don't fool with other women, and, or I did it when I was growing up, or I don't fool with them now. Um, and I tend to hear it more from women that are in their 20s and younger. Uh, I would say maybe even going up to the early 30s and younger. So I guess why do you think as a society that is a thing? Um, I mean, I can answer that one first. Um, essentially, for me, I know it was because of how the um, how we can sometimes be consumed by the little green-eyed monster, a.k.a. Josie. Because when I was younger, I could tell you I had a childhood friend. I thought that we were the best of friends. You know, we saw each other through a lot of hardships, um, especially for her. Cause, you know, she lost both of her parents before she was 10. Um, but the older we got, I don't I don't know if it was a, a small, because I, I'm not to toot my horn, but when I was younger, I was real cute. I'm still cute now, but I was real, real cute back then. I had this lovely shape to me, and um, my dimples was popping, like, all that. Like, the typical cute, like, I was, like, giving Lauren London a, a you know, uh, a run for her money with the dimples. But anyway, I think most people in that arena when I was younger showed me attention because I was a cute young lady. And other people in the neighborhood were showing attention because of the things that they did. And that um, – and I was a cool – like, I got, like I said, I got along with all the guys. You know, I was like their little sister. Like, everybody, like, gravitated to me. Also because I had a, I have a winning personality, I, I feel I do. But anyway, um, especially back then, I think it was a little bit of that green-eyed monster coming out because I, I remember a young lady from the neighborhood, not the same girl I was talking about before, coming to me and saying, well, I wish they would show me attention like that. I'm like, well, you got to stop opening your legs first. Like, have a conversation with people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was the prude in the neighborhood, but I was also like the little sister, like, Guys tried, you know, to to invade my space, and they didn't get very far. But other people, they led with their bodies. And so for me, it was the total opposite. And so because of that, I got a lot of flack from people. Um, females did not want to be cool with me like that. Or if they were cool with me like that, they wanted to be cool with me to get to a male that I knew. And I'm like, but I'm not your wing woman. So for me, that growing up, that was where a lot of that came from. Like, I felt like people, um, women were using me for something. And a little bit of that green-eyed monster came out somewhere between whomever. 
So for me, it was kind of like how I was how I was treated when I was younger. And it was just like, and, and of course I developed early, and I heard that a lot. Like I got like pinpointed a lot because they're like, oh, you, you stuff your bra. I'm like, I don't need to stuff my bra. These are natural. And so uh, I almost got into a fist fight in middle school over it, like, because this girl was like, you, you don't need to stuff your bra. Jake Daniels trying to pull my shirt down in, in, in the bathroom to prove that, oh. you know, it, my upbringing was real. So for me, <laughs> the women dislike was, was rooted very deeply, very deeply rooted in past traumas and dealing with females. And then, like, I mean, I kid you not, I was like, I literally for a long time did not have a good, um, did not have a good relationship with females because it was like either they were trying to get with my boyfriend or they were trying to use me for something. And, like, like literally it was, something like literally it's something as small as the air conditioning because my grandma my grandparents were the only people in the neighborhood who had air conditioning and I realized some people were just trying to be my friend and come sit inside the house for the air conditioning and they were babies and I'm like okay so see my mine is real rooted in why I did not fool with females for a long time or why I didn't trust females for a long time but now that I'm older and I realized that I let people in invade my my space more than I should have and my boundaries are real set real solidified now that that doesn't happen that won't happen and so now that I realize that I have the power to control some things I can't control everything but I can definitely control how much space how much energy I give to certain people and if I'm starting to give too much energy to something or I feel like I'm being pulled too many different directions or I feel like it's too taxing my cub game is real good now, so I don't let you sit around and, and, and bother me now. I, I don't. I just can't. Life is too short. You know, if you don't want to be in my space, if you mean me harm, I'm going to remove you because I'm not going to spend my days, how many ever I got left, being in some bull or having you involve me in some bull. So that was a long answer to your question, but it gives you background as to why. <laughs> It gives you background of wild folks to be female. I see, hey, it's very rare, but I'm getting better. I am so getting better. Okay. Shelby, what about you? <laughs> so it's, it's funny because when I was listening to Athena talk um, earlier about not having female friends growing up, it was like that's, that was me. Um, I I was a tomboy. So I was always with the guys, so you could catch me on the court playing basketball, <laughs> sun up to sundown. That's how I spent my summer if I wasn't in some type of camp. Um, so for me, it was I wasn't worried about men, you know, um, or boys at the time, whereas, like, I felt like girls my age, they were so hell-bent or focused on, on guys. And that for me wasn't, I guess that was, it just, we weren't on the same page. And I never felt like that was understood. Whereas, like, you know, when I'm hanging with the guys, we playing basketball, we trying to get, trying to see who can do the best dunk, <laughs> um, like all of those things. So it was like, okay, that was where I was at 
and mentally it may be it was me that was immature, I'm not sure, but um, I will say that it protected me. Um, however, I will I also want to state that there were a few women or a few lady, young ladies that I was friends with growing up. Um, however, right now, of course, in um, this state of life, like we, we're not friends, and you look back and you realize, like, oh, well, I'm okay with that because um, you recognize how differently lives have turned out. Um, so I think for me it's just like that that sound of maturity um, and really the, the likes and the dislikes um, and uh, just being – like what what things we have in common is a is a huge thing as well, um, or a huge factor. So like now, I think um, as a woman, I have more female friends than I've ever had in my life, um, and I think it it and I say that because I believe we're all at an age now where we understand ourselves. We've gotten to know who we are. Um, we're no longer those immature young ladies running around doing whatever we need to do for attention, um, but we are embracing the women that we are. So for me now, it's about energy. So if I feel like I, I'm a very, like, um, in-tune person, so to speak, so, um, for instance, I don't watch certain TV shows, I don't listen to certain music, I don't watch certain things on social media because it messes with my spirit, and I, I just block that out. So for me, I'm easily um, inflicted if I feel that, or conflicted if I feel that uh, our energies don't match, right? Um, And so I'm able to distinguish between who's for me and who's not. Um, So I think that just takes time. And as a young kid, you don't know. Like, you have to gradually get to know yourself. And even (laughs) – I'm laughing because when I was in college, like, even my younger days of college, I would go about, like, I'm a woman first. I'm not doing that. I'm a woman first. Girl, what what do you mean you're a woman first? What does that mean to you? What does it mean to me now is totally different than what it meant to me then. And so um, I do – totally hold myself to being a woman first. Um, and I think young ladies, they suffer through, um, through you know, not being friends with females because certain females right now, they don't know who they are. And being in your 20s, yes, those society looks at you as if you're grown, but you're not. Like, you still have a lot of mature, maturity, maturing to do um, in order to find out who you are, in order to gather your feelings and understand what makes you tick, um, understand what triggers you, knowing what boundaries to, to set, et cetera. So um, I think, like, for me, it was really like we didn't have anything in common. So that is why I felt like, I didn't have female friends because what I liked, most girls were playing in makeup, <laughs> buying purses, all things. I wasn't doing that. That wasn't that wasn't the speed that I was going. Um, so I think for me, that's where that was. Uh, that's where the lack of female friendships came in my younger days. See, we are so alike because I was a tomboy. <laughs> I climbed trees. I played right. uh, crate basketball. <laughs> I, it, you know, we, I helped them build the the actual crate basketball unit that we had sitting on the street. <laughs> I played flag football. I was even boxing because they got boxing gloves out one time. <laughs> I was out there boxing yep. with those. <laughs> so, yes, yep. but anyway, go ahead with that. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to say that because I was such a tomboy. Oh, I still am, but anyway. <laughs> 
I would say my experience is a little different from y'all. Uh, so my siblings and I are, we say we're six years apart because of how close our birthdays are, but we're really like five years and like two months apart. Uh, so I feel like prior to though, most of my mom's friends had boys. So I spent a lot of time with boys because that was what was there. Not necessarily because, like, I didn't get along with girls. Uh, I would say I, I typically get along with everybody for the most part. I feel like my per- that part of my personality has been pretty consistent. But I feel like I did a lot of stuff. So, like, I wasn't, like, necessarily playing in makeup. I really did get into air quotes get into makeup into my 30s, and I still am not into makeup. Uh, like, makeup for me needs some eyeshadow, some lipstick, some mascara. And, you know, I think I'm doing something. Like, that's about the extent of makeup for me. Uh, was it really climbing trees because it really didn't have, although I think that I grew up on the same blocks, the blocks that I grew up on, you really didn't have a lot of trees to climb. So, you know, that's a technicality. And then <laughs> what I did move, Again, they weren't necessarily climbable trees, per se. But, like, I was always volunteering doing stuff like that. So, like, I stayed busy from that standpoint. I would say females had an issue with me more in middle school. And even then, it wasn't, like, a a big deal. But I think because similar to what they did, I developed very early. So I have got more – it doesn't happen as much now as it did probably from middle school one where females would assume that I was trying to get with their, their bed and it's like, I don't want him um, at all. So that would be like the issues that people had with me was because I'm friendly, that means that I'm sleeping with everybody and it's like that's far from truth. Or because I'm intelligent, I think I'm better than others or because I'm articulate or any of those things, I, it was put on me that you think you're better than fill in the blank. And it's like none of that is true to take the time to get to know me. I can't help it the way that I look. I can't help it the way that I was raised. I can't help it that I'm intelligent. Like, it is what it is. And that's a dumb reason not to like me because of that. Uh, so I think I've dealt more with the physical of not being liked because, I mean, in middle school, I've been this height since middle school. So I've been five, four and a half since middle school. And I did ballet. So I was very toned then. But, like, I left elementary school wearing a teacup. So I've always had hips. I've always had thighs. So, like, I looked like a little adult. <laughs> like, obviously, if you were talking, had a conversation with middle school, that's a totally different mentality. Uh, and I'm sure my face looked really young. But, like, when you think about it, at least where I was at, at the high school, middle school that I went to, a lot of those women weren't, the young ladies were not developed. Like, a lot of them didn't really have breasts. Or if they did, they weren't very large or they weren't very hippy. And so I had a, a whole lot of body issues because I wasn't around women that young ladies that looked like me. It wasn't until like the end of my freshman year of high school that I realized, oh, it is quite a few girls out here that got hips and breasts and, and, and all those things. So that helped them. But I feel like that's been the struggle that I've had with females is I, I get along with them, but I do have a few that are like, you think you better than anymore. You just try to take my man. It's like, I just can't be friendly. That's just about a thing. So. No, Renata. You cannot be friendly. <laughs> Don't you know that being friendly is how you get in trouble? No friendliness here. <laughs> I mean, but you know what? 
I mean, but you, listening to us all three, we literally have the same stories just tweaked a little bit because we all were friendly with guys, and that put a target on our back, unfortunately. And I think sometimes that because we we naturally have that ability to speak to people, and some people don't have that ability. Sometimes that's where that little green-eyed monster or that little envious thing comes out because it's like we can naturally talk to people and naturally, you know, form a conversation, especially with the opposite sex. And so some girls just can't and uh, or some females just can't. And unfortunately, it leads into this, oh, we can't be cool because <laughs> you just don't get me. But as you guys have gotten older, do you feel like it's gotten easier to be? Um, friends with females, or do you feel like it's gotten hard? Um, and I can let you guys get a second to, to think about it. I think for me it's gotten slightly easier uh, just because um, I think people are maturing and realizing that people can actually really be friends. But then I still have those times where I have an issue sometimes, especially if it's my male friend's significant other. Um, I still have times where we just don't uh, see eye to eye because I have one of my very good male friends. Uh, I even can, I can, he's borderline my male bestie. When he got married, it's like the whole dynamic shifted. It's like he almost wanted to keep us separate because he was fearful of what was going to happen between his wife and me. And I'm like, but I don't care. You know, I have no quarrels with uh, you're getting married. But for some reason, it's like she does not, uh, she doesn't come out and say it, but I kind of feel that like she doesn't feel me as a human being because I, I, we have a mutual friend that they're invited over. They've been to their house. I've yet to go to their house, and I've known this guy since, you know, a long time, over 20 years. And it's like, why is it that you have a problem with me? I guess maybe because I'm single, but it's like, I don't want your man. I think sometimes people get so caught up in that um, because of their past trauma, thinking that everybody wants their man or everybody wants to be involved. It's not. It's not everybody shares that same sentiment, you know. So, do you guys find it easier to be friends with or, or friendly with females now that you're older? I feel like it's go. the same. Um, I think what changed could be. Oh, sorry. I would just say I feel like it's kind of the same. I think I am more confident in myself. So I think because of that, I just kind of, I respond to things differently than I probably would when I was younger. But I don't feel like it's any easier per se. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Um, <clears throat> so I think it has become a little easier because, like Renata said, being more confident in myself. Excuse me. Um, so being able to um, just hold a conversation with another woman uh, and just embracing and saying hello. So like those sorts of things. Because uh, okay, so. Let me rewind. So, I, of course, I lived in um, Indiana, Indianapolis. That's how we, we met. 
um, right? And people there were rude. <laughs> the women there were, were just, they just seemed so uptight to me. And I was just like, well, what is, what is the problem? Because, you know, you would just initiate, you would say hello in a grocery store. I could just, I'm the type of person that I would say hello. So here in Georgia, you know, now you have a little bit over the top where you got the Southern Belle, <laughs> um, and it's like you you are treated. It's 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 very generous. People are very generous here, and so it's an extreme difference um, between the dynamics of women, depending on where you are. Also, in my opinion, um, just because like I also think there are a lot more um, there's we are considered a minority a lot more um, up north um, than we are down south. Uh, so I do think that there are so, so many different dynamics that make it a lot easier or different depending on where you are. Um, so where I am now, I can embrace a woman and we can just chat. Like, um, for instance, I met someone in film club. I met a mom in film club that I we just we we spoke. We <laughs> we had the samples together. We had a conversation. We exchanged numbers. She was at my daughter's birthday party. Her and her daughter, and it was just like that. Being able to build a relationship and uh, being confident enough to say, you know, I'm at a place in my life where I'm good, and I don't I don't see you as a threat. I'm not a threat to you, and I hope you don't see me as a threat to you um, because at the end of the day, I'm just extending my hand out of love and community because that's what we need. Um, so I do, I do think as I've gotten older, I've gotten a lot more mature. It's become a lot easier, um, and I don't feel so close off and so restricted from people um, because in my younger days, I did feel like um, I was misunderstood that generous uh, personality, that kind personality, or that loving personality where you, you know, wear your heart on your sleeve, it got taken for granted. Um, and people didn't know how to handle it. Um, so now I think I'm at a point where, you know, I, I don't, the first thought is not you're going to mishandle me. It's just I'm okay with the fact that of who I am, and when I say hello or if I initiate a friendship or what have you, I'm okay with those things because I understand that I'm doing my part. And what you do, though, you know, little old phrase, sticks and stones may break my bones, words will never hurt me. What you may do, it, it could potentially impact me in a way, but I've lived long enough to understand that it doesn't reflect who I am. So it makes it a lot more easier to put myself out there because it's not me if something – I know it's not me if something goes left, unless, of course, it is me. <laughs> and we need to have that conversation. Then if we have to have that conversation, that's fine. Talk to me about it. But nine times out of ten, I'm not um, – I feel like uh, we're, I'm at a state of being able to give in a relationship and receive. And, again, I embrace those relationships where I feel that uh, people are on that same maturity level. So as of now, I do think it's easier because it's easier to read vibes and, and read personalities um, and understand people. <clears throat> yeah, man. We're going to take our last commercial break, and then we'll finish up with more of the womanhood talk. So stay tuned. 
Have you subscribed yet to the free bi-monthly digital interactive ego magazine? No? Well, head on over to www.egoentertainmentnet.com to subscribe now. This magazine is all about supporting and showcasing excellence in communities everywhere. From music, arts and culture, relationships, education, politics, celebrities, food, and so much more. While you're flipping through the pages, just click on the buttons and social icons and you'll be taken to a whole other world behind the articles and ads. At Ego Entertainment, everyone is a star. There is something in it for everyone. And we hope you are positively impacted by what you see and will continue to support Ego Magazine. Track CBPD by Arulo. Ladies, this has been a really impactful show. I just would like to say just because, like, this time flew so fast. Like, we only got, what, four minutes to the end of the show? This is crazy. But, um, yeah, like, this is so crazy. This was so good. So that means we have to have another conversation with Shelby, like, really, really soon. Um, But I guess before we go any further, I want to make sure that we shout out all social media handles for you, Shelby how people can reach you um, if they want to find out more about misconceptions and just talk about your brand real quick for a few moments. Awesome, yes. And before I do that, thank you, ladies, for having me. Um, It was definitely a joy, and I am always open to doing this again soon. (laughs) Um, So as far as contact, social media, uh, you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, You can find me at... Uh, underscore underscore misconceptions. Um, I also have a clothing brand called the Redefined Way, um, and uh, basically what that that looks like, what what the brand cons- uh, consists of, is um, encouraging people that you can erase and start over and become exactly who you want to become. Um, so being able to write your own definition of life. Uh, so that Instagram handle is at the Redefined Way. Um, and then if you want to check out our blog series, um, what women have said about dismantling misconceptions in society, you can visit the website. Um, I'll be sure to uh, send it over to Renata and Athena so that they can include it in the description of the podcast um, of, along with uh, the Instagram handles. But, again, it's been a pleasure, ladies. I really appreciate it. Um, it's, this conversation has been fruitful, and my hopes are that it, it blesses someone else. So thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I told you she did a lot. Look at it. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely. <laughs> I, I, I know. I think I think something's missing. You know, but I can be wrong. But you know, I, I think something's missing. But I guess, ladies, uh, since we're gonna do a part two, or we you know, and elaborate on this, is there anything that you want to leave uh, people? To, to know or to understand, you know, where you stand on womanhood and or just any last-minute uh, gems you want to drop? Uh, I would say uh, it's a journey, and it's going to look different at every season. Uh, you're not the same person that you were even last year, probably not even a couple months ago. So uh, be it open to the lessons and who the lessons are from. And you don't have to go by what society has always said or always said. I like that. And just to piggyback off of what Renata said, um, just 
embrace you. Be who you are and uh, get do the work to get to know yourself so that you can show up authentically um, and that you can be comfortable in the different areas and relationships of life. And don't forget that while you're filling everybody else's cup up, don't forget to pour yours first and fill yours first. Amen. I will say ditto to, to all of that and, and make sure that you set boundaries and keep those boundaries and don't feel bad because you got boundaries. People always make you feel bad because you have a boundaries. And I think it's only because they know that they cannot, uh, you know, they can't control you or can't control that part of you. So I definitely am all for boundaries. Thanks to uh, being a part of Empowered Living that has helped me. Thanks for not a business partner of the year. Um, for keeping me uh, on my boundary kick. <laughs> um, <laughs> Shelby, do you have anything coming up soon that you want to shout out real quick? So I don't have anything coming up right away, uh, but as mentioned, please feel free to visit our, our website to uh, review the, the blog written by Dynamic Women. And then, as always, please feel free to shop our, our shop um, at the Redefined Way. Okay, and then for us, what's, what's next for us? we got a few, few different things coming up, but Care Summit is the next big big thing coming up as well in September. So if you are a vendor who can um, basically come and showcase anything to do with anything caregiving, that would be home health, uh, facility-based, prescription, any like pharmaceutical things that within realms, you know, we, we're not trying to push no drugs, but like our black pharmacist, unfortunately, is not available for our event. But if you are also a pharmacist and you believe in uh, helping people to get off medications or find medications that work for them, anything like that regarding caregiving, please go to our website, www.empoweredlivinginc.net, and uh, enter your information on the registration form. The event will be September the 9th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Ladies. Um, it's been a pleasure. I know the show went so quick, but uh, please stay tuned to the next shows that come up after hours. If you would like to be a guest on the Empowered Hour, please inbox us as well. Um, yeah, did I miss anything, Renata? I don't think so. Good job. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I did it. I remember today. But anyway, everybody have a wonderful, blessed week, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Thank you.